My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. It's Britt here. We have another exciting interview ahead of us today. Lindsay Morgan Snyder, the creator of Lindsay Morgan Snyder Podcast, who has spent 15 years in corporate sales and marketing and is now teaches Christian-based podcasters how to leverage their passion and experience to influence the culture. We're going to have some great conversation within that alone, some great We'll go over wins and what's working and and then again, the challenges that she's faced along the years. But before we really get started, Lindsay, thanks for jumping on today. We appreciate it. I'm super excited. But do you mind going ahead and telling us a little bit more about your, you know, maybe a little bit of your story and background? How did you, what steps did you take to get to where you are today? Because you're kicking butt and I think it's fantastic. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you, Britt. <laughs> having me on. I'm really honored and very excited to, yeah, just to give some hopefully value to your audience. Um, so a little bit about my story is I always said I was like a creative person stuck inside a business person's body. So I really like understand business, but I love creativity. And, uh, so I worked in, you know, went to school for business and communications and worked in business for 15 years and just like found myself like really kind of itching to do creative, more creative stuff. And uh, I remember one time I was going over my sales report with like multiple highlighters, you know, and I was just like, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm a creative person stuck inside this business person's body. <laughs> so then I felt led to come out here to Los Angeles where I live now. And, and I started writing, I still did my sales job, but I started writing and ended up writing a book. And, uh, and then I ended up writing some other people's books, which was just like a way to make money as I was like exploring my creativity. And, right. uh, and, then, and then based on the book, I started the podcast and then started to create, like, I love creating shows. I love like helping people connect dots, you know, like what could their show be about and how to make it really right. entertaining. And so, um, yeah, it just, you know, it wasn't, a, it was, it sounds easier than it was. There were some challenges, but I love it. So I'm really grateful. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for sharing a little bit of your background as well. It's, it's, you're doing amazing things. And so we all know that with building a six figure or higher business, there's like we said, some wins, but what were some of the challenges that you faced along the way? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we start, right? <laughs> There's a few. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, you know, just finding out who you really are and what you want to do. Because honestly, I think a lot of us could, could, we could go make six figures doing a lot of different things, if we're honest, you know, and I used to make six figures in my business business. It had nothing to do with creativity. Um, but, you know, I think one of the challenges is finding out like who you are and what you were created to do and what you actually love to do and then learning to make money doing that. To me, right. that was the challenge. So I knew how to make money and I'd made a lot of money, but how then do you kind of start over and then, and then understand how to make money doing what you really truly love? 
you know, that was the hardest part I would say for me is just really finding your passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finding your passion and then how to monetize it. Right. Cause right. because a lot of times we can have our passion and we can do it, but it's hard to monetize. And then, or the opposite is you can make money doing something that you're not super passionate about. So that's exactly kind of how, you know, it's like, it's fine. Bringing those two things together can be really, you know, challenging, honestly. <laughs> Absolutely. They can be tricky. So how do you go about, let, can we touch a little bit on how you go about monetizing? Yeah, for sure. Um, so multiple different ways to be honest, but, you know, I started out, like I said, I was an author and so I would do speaking engagements and, you know, sell books and things of that nature. And then that turned into creating some companion courses for my book and, uh, selling those. And then I would sell those on the intro and outro of my podcast. I'd sell those courses on the intro and outro of my podcast. Um, and then that developed into, uh, like teaching other, like I said, Christians, how to leverage, how to find their passion, find out who they are, and then how to launch their own show. I love creating shows. It's like so fun for me. So I love, I love, I love helping people who like, who have a passion, but they, they don't know, they have no idea how to like create a show that would be fun and enjoyable for them. Because I think if it's fun and enjoyable, you can keep consistent. I think sometimes right. we try to do things that we don't love and then we're not consistent and then we beat ourselves up, you know? But oh, I can hundred percent agree with you there. It's so true. So true. If you don't love what you're doing, why would like, you're not going to say consistent. I mean, I know I wouldn't, right? <laughs> totally, totally. And that's the thing. So it's like the more you can find something, the more I can help people create a show that's really them, that they love doing. And yes, is speaking to an audience, like the more they'll stay consistent because they will enjoy doing it. And so I, I, you know, that's a big part of my business now is um, helping other people create their shows. And, uh, and I'm starting a new show. That's a companion of my book called the letting love in live show. So yeah. And then I've got courses. I Amazing. sell on the other end of that. So it's, it's kind of that kind of thing where I'm just like, it, it feels like a little bit of a hamster wheel, but I love it, you know? So I just like, keep going. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I'm so happy that you're enjoying every single minute of it because that is so important, you know, especially with building a business and for it to become successful, but actually being passionate about it and loving, you know, every little challenge along the way, even if it's not the greatest thing happening. Um, as long as you love what you're doing, then it's all worth it. Right. So it is, I mean, there are definitely challenges and there's definitely times where you want to give up and you're like, ah, what am I doing? You know, I go up on little walks and I'm like yelling at the air, but, but I'm like, but then I have to sit down and think, but Lindsay, like you could go get another corporate job and you could make probably a lot more money, you know, than you're currently making. But, but is that what you want to do? Or would you rather do something you love and make a good living but, you know, but like have your time to, your, you know, you get to like plan your own schedule. You get to create, like you get to do the things you love. And, you know, there's been different times where I do both, right. That I, I right. do some corporate marketing stuff, you know, that I like to say, like, you know, supports my habit of creating. So I think you just have to be flexible and you have to be able to pivot and you have to be able to be open to like, if there's kind of another source of income that's coming in that maybe isn't exactly aligned, but it's going to help you. It's going to help you further, you know, your real, your real passion, your real business. So absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you there. So 
when exactly did you, I know you mentioned it, but can we go back to the podcast and when did you start it and what intentional actions did you take to go ahead and, and start it? If we can go a little deeper in that. Yeah, for sure. So it was about two and a half years ago that I started it. And uh, if you want to know the real story, I, yes, please. I, <laughs> might be a little weird for some people, but I got three what I call prophetic words. So I'm a Christian and prophetic yeah. words basically mean like somebody heard something forgot from God for you. Okay. Yeah. So three okay. different people in my life came to me and said, Lindsay, I feel like you're supposed to start a podcast. Now I didn't know anything about podcasting at the time. I didn't know how to start one. And to be honest with you, I had no money to like be like doing all these things to start a podcast. And right. so it took me some time to really like get over fear, to be honest, you know what I mean? To just, that's a big one, you know, yep. to kind of get over like what I would call the inner critic. Just these things that are telling me like, who do you think you are? You know, like, why do you think you can do this? Like, who's going to listen to you? Blah, 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 blah. All those, you know, I call them voices, but they're just thoughts. Right. In my head. Um, you know, so I had to get over a lot of that. That was honestly, that was harder than actually starting a podcast. You know what I mean? That part was harder, but once yeah. I did taking that leap of faith and, uh, really just going to the unknown and not being yeah. as hard on yourself about it, you know, exactly. Like just messy action leads to clarity, you know? And so, um, so basically I was like, well, what am I going to do my podcast on? You know, I pray and talk to God a lot. And I'm like, what am I going to do my yeah. podcast on? And I felt like God said, you know, do it on what, you know, start with what, you know. And so I had this book that was, you know, a little bit successful. And so I was like, okay, I'll do it kind of around the context of my book. So, and I also felt like God said to me, do it in seasons so it can grow with you. Because remember, I was kind of starting out without a plan. You know, I know these days right. people all these great plans that they have. But back then I was starting out without a plan. So, you know, I kind of felt this wisdom from God that was like, um, do it in seasons so it can grow with you. I was like, okay. So, you know, season one was just about my book. And then here come, and then season two, I'm like, what am I going to do in season two? And uh, I had started, I had had two interviews with two of my girlfriends who worked in Hollywood, that one was an actress, one was a model. And I just asked them stories about like, you know, do you have any good stories about, you know, you being able to talk to someone about Jesus and, you know, at work or, yeah. you know, or anything like that. And so um, the girls, it was fun interviewing them. So season two came and I thought, what am I going to do with season two? And I, I was praying and asking God. And I felt like he said to me, well, why don't you interview more of your friends that work in Hollywood and know me, love me, meaning God. And I was like, okay. And so season two is called uh, Jesus in Hollywood. And so Jesus I interviewed, I interviewed people who worked in Hollywood, but loved Jesus. And right. uh, that was so fun. I mean, amazing. It was just really fun and entertaining. And uh, and then season three was the inner healing of the artist. So I started talking to people about kind of their emotional and mental health, um, you know, journeys. Um, but they were, right. all art. you know, they were all people that worked in and around Hollywood. And I also added in that season therapists because I love therapy. <laughs> Me too. Yes. You know? I love I that love you added it in though. That's know, awesome. Like, so I, I started really, I thought, oh, this is so fun. I've got some of my favorite ones on there, but I'll tell you what, I didn't understand audio. So I had the worst audio ever. Like it is like embarrassing. <laughs> it's amazing. The content's so good. No worries. 
And then season four was back to the storytelling business. Again, I interviewed all these cool people. Um, and then I took a break and I was like, okay, this needs to be more of like a business. Like what problem do I solve? You know, like a, a right, business right. problem, right? And I hadn't done that the first four seasons. I was just like having fun basically. And, yeah. uh, I, and I was kind of poor, I'll be honest, but it, but it was okay. It was a good process. And I said, okay, what problem do I solve? And I felt like God said, it's on the cover of your book. I was like, oh, the inner critic? Because my book's called Letting Love In. How God yes, yes. Crushing your inner critic. And I was like, okay. And so I felt like God was like, do an expose on the inner critic. Interview people who uh, maybe the rest of us wouldn't think have an inner critic, right? Like have all these friends who are models and, you know, they're these beautiful people that you would think like, oh, if I looked like her, I wouldn't feel icky inside, right. you know? But guess what? They feel icky inside also, you know? So it was right. just like really interesting interviewing them. And I interviewed more therapists and stuff like that. So we talk about kind of like mental, you know, just like the mental struggle we all can have, you know, when it comes to like just being mean to ourselves. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and like, you know, kind of our heart too. So that's been season five. And then season six is going to be stories in and around Tinseltown. So I know all, I just, I just, I believe one of my business coaches talks about the field of favor. Um, his name's Pedro. He's amazing. But, um, and he says like, we all have favor somewhere. We all have favor with certain people. And, you know, where's your field of favor? That gives you clues into what you should do with your business. And um, I have a strange favor with people in Hollywood. I don't know. I don't go looking for them. I just happen to meet them. But I've been meeting some really cool people. And so they're going to be on the next season of the podcast. So that is so exciting. Oh, my gosh. How do you go about attracting? Uh, well, I know a lot of a couple of them you said were your friends. But do you go, like do you have referrals or how do you go about attracting these like dream people that come on like because it looks like you have a clear vision of who you're bringing on and you're yeah. not just bringing on anyone to interview. Yeah. So how do you go about finding the right people? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, it's, it's one of those things where I think you kind of dream, you have like a dream guest list, right? Kind of right. dream the people that you would love to have on. And then I've had some of my biggest guests on that I didn't know that weren't my friends by just asking literally on Instagram, keep it simple, be very real. Yeah don't like, don't make it like so polished that it looks like you, you know, don't make it so polished. It looks like you've just copy and pasted. Like, be honest, like, Hey, you know, I be had yourself, Randy, be yourself. I had Randy spelling on recently. He's uh Aaron spelling son. Aaron spelling is like the pro prolific, like TV. Um, wow. I don't know this guy. There's no reason he should have been on my podcast, but I just sent him a message. I said, Hey, Randy. I said, um, I said, hey, Randy, I found you because I was watching one of your dad's shows and I started Googling right. around about your dad. I said, but I looked at your Instagram and you talk about the same things I talk about because he talks about kind of self-development and the inner critic. I said, I would love okay. to have you on the podcast. So I was just very real. There was a specific reason I wanted him to be on it. I wasn't like copying and pasting. I don't think we should do that. To be honest. You were yourself. Yeah, because I feel like that scares people away. They're like, there's a robot messaging me. This isn't her, you know, <laughs> it scares people away. Like you just said, yeah. It's, it's honestly more valuable when somebody is like, Hey, I want to have you on because this about you and that about you, when you can be specific on why them, you know, that you're right. not just 
talking and pasting to a bunch of random people, but you're literally like, Hey, this is how I found out about you. This is what I like about you. Would you be on my podcast? You know? And so I, you know, I said that to him. I thought there's no way, you know? And like two weeks later, he messages me back. He's like, Hey, sorry, you ended up in an awkward folder on Instagram, which, you know, cause if you don't know someone, you end up in like that little, like weird folder. Yeah. The spam folder or whatever. <laughs> or message request. I was in that folder. He goes, sorry, <laughs> he goes, but I would love to be on your podcast. And I was like, oh, I mean, it was like a dream, you know, and right. I had, another, I had another guest like that who literally doesn't even give interviews. And she said yes. And it was crazy. So I think that just being yourself and just asking and like, don't be like too professional, just be normal. Right. Right. <laughs> just be yourself. Like- and yeah, I honestly, I agree with you there because when people try a little bit too hard to be so professional, like gotta be perfect. It, it, it's so much easier if you're just yourself and like you freaking take credit of I'm not perfect, but I'm going to do this anyways. And I swear, like just being real connects you with people. Yeah, it's so true. And the whole like, yeah, like don't be perfect. Like no one's perfect. It's okay. Just be you. And, you know, and the other thing I think that I had to get over was like rejection. Look, one time I said it to a bunch of people and one person replied, but I got that one person on my podcast. So it's like not worrying about, you know, it's like, just, you gotta like, you got to try, you know, and then exactly. if they say no, don't worry, don't overthink about it. Just keep going, yeah. you know, because I think a lot of people beat themselves up when, you know, uh, when people are critical to them or reject them, like a lot of people take rejection really hard. And it's like those people, that's not going to matter. There's, there's someone else and, and it's, it's for the right reason. Like, you know, there's, I honestly believe that like, when something doesn't work out the way you want it, it's because something better is coming. Right. So, so amazing. Well, I love it. I love the way you're doing it. And with, okay. So I guess my next question would be is, I think we kind of touched on monetizing. So maybe I'll, I'll jump into like, what's your biggest focus with your podcast for this next year, your biggest focus and desire. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. No, yeah. I mean, of course, I would like to um, maybe get it a little more focused. Because again, I think the way some people are starting out is how you guys do it. It's like, it's very specific. And right. I start out that way, but I do think it's wise, you know? So it's like, okay, I want to start to get a little more specific. Like, what am I really doing on my podcast, you know, and, and then building more. One thing I'm going to do here soon is I'm going to start building out like the private podcasting side of things. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. It's like such a new thing. And so, um, I think that's kind of a cool way to develop maybe courses is do the private podcasting, but like from a course perspective. So that's definitely one thing I want to do. Um, and yeah, I mean, just keep going after like those dream guests, you know, right? Keep developing and, and, you know, even learning how, I don't know how to do this as much, but learning how to connect with my listeners more personally. I, I mean, there's some ways out there people are talking about, but I think that would be really fun. And, you know, to learn more about my listeners and, and find out right. kind of 
why they listen, you know? Um, I feel like one of my reasons for doing it is kind of more entertainment-based. It's not as much, some people are very business-based with their podcast. Mine's a little more entertainment-based, okay. um, but I want to grow and get better, you know, always grow and get better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Love it. Um, and with you, how has your podcast, how has your podcast directly affected your business? Like what is it like with booking sales after that, that kind of ratio? Um, I know you said it's quite a bit more about the entertainment so far, but how, so far, how has it been with like the business aspect? Yeah, it it is working, but it does feel a little like I'm always trying to wrap my head around it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it does seem to yeah, be absolutely. I'm like, ah, you know, like I need to like get with my analytics or something, but um, yeah. Yeah, I just keep finding that it like, uh, honestly, I think podcasting opens a lot of doors. So many connections and opportunities with it, right? It's really interesting. You know, like, I think we all like want to, you know, make a bazillion dollars on our podcast or whatever, which absolutely is possible, but it also opens doors to other business opportunities, which is really yeah. cool, really fun. And, um, I've seen that happen quite a bit, actually, even in like some of the mar- corporate marketing stuff that I, I do, um, it came through a podcast. It came through like one of my podcast courses, which came out of my podcast. So it's just kind of interesting if you can look at your podcast as like something you enjoy and something you do want to monetize, but also be open to the fact that like it can open doors for you in other ways and yeah. just be open to that I mean something kind of a dream dream of mine is to like have a talk show someday like more of a real talk show like on television right. and uh you know I also see my podcast as like training ground you know right um, that I'm like that I'm being set up for like maybe a next thing in my life so I think if you can you know think of it that way and then it's also a way to um advertise or market, I'm putting up little air quotes, um, the projects projects that we're doing, you know, so, uh, writing a romantic comedy right now, a faith-based romantic comedy. I know. So that's exciting. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be really, I mean, it could be yours, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's supposed to be really cute and fun and funny. And so, um, and kind of a little more clean, you know what I mean? Um, but like, not like, not like lame, but just a little, just like kind of, not kind of family friendly ish, but anyway. <laughs> well, I know sounds exciting. I'm excited yeah, to hear but, about it. But there's ways to like, you know, use your podcasts to like market and advertise like the new projects. Advertise. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is, yeah. Really like fun. it's crazy how much you can do with them. Um, people that don't even realize like it's yeah. insane. Yeah. I honestly think every single person should have a podcast <laughs> or at least be interviewed online because nobody realizes how, like how many opportunities and connections you can get this way. It's just, it's insane. Honestly. I agree because here's the thing. Everybody has a passion. Everybody has things they've overcome in life. I right. think there's an audience for everyone. Now everyone's audience might not be 50,000 people. You know what I mean? It might right. not be like, you know, a hundred thousand people, but you know what? A friend of mine says this, and I always like to give credit where I hear things. My friend Lindsay, yeah, uh, my friend Lindsay Benzel. But like she says, like, what if you thought about your podcast audience in a room or in a stadium? You know, like exactly. if you're, if you're if you have twenty thousand downloads, which is a lot. If you have twenty thousand downloads, that's a stadium. A stadium of people are listening to you 
weekly or monthly, that's a huge deal. You're having a ton of impact by doing that. Let's say it's only a hundred people that are listening every week. That's a hundred people. That's a small conference of people that are listening to you every week. Like the impact you can have in someone's life is so powerful, you know? Exactly. I just think like we have to be careful to get too caught up in numbers, you know, and, and absolutely. And also, yeah, no, sorry. I cut you off. Go, go ahead. Oh no, you're good. No, you're good. Okay. So also like, yeah, hundred. I think it definitely builds confidence when you see those numbers, but at the same time, it also can deteriorate because you know, some numbers aren't as high as like other people's, but in reality, those numbers don't even mean necessarily mean more sales or bigger business like that's that they don't mean that at all like some cases yes but i know a person who had 1.3 million uh follow or downloads and she had like not nearly as many sales as you would think and then i know another person who had a thousand downloads and he had like an incredible amount of sales he was doing amazing so it's really, it's, it's like, those numbers don't really matter. Like, obviously they do. And I think they're, it's amazing how many lives, like you said, get in, impacted by impact, impacted <laughs> by these podcasts, but they don't necessarily always grow your business, you know? So like you said, it's not all about the numbers. It's about really being intentional, you know, thinking yeah. about like, you know, kind of like I had four, I mean, and there's no shame. I had four seasons down before I really figured out like, what am I helping people with? <laughs> like, what am I right. Yeah. So it, it takes time and, you know, we have to have grace for ourselves and stuff, but like, it is good to figure out, like connect some dots, you know, like, what am I, what can I sell to these people? Like, what am, what am I bringing? And then what can I sell to people? And, you know, like, as you kind of think about it that way, then you can start to really like you said, like have a higher conversion rate on your sales, even if your downloads are low and find exactly. out who your people are, you know, who are your people? Like what's and- your niche? Like what's what niche? criteria are you looking for when you're looking for people to come on? Who are you trying to target? Like really getting specific on your targeted audience and people you're bringing on, right? That's so important. Yeah, it is important. And, and I, you know, I'm not saying I don't change mine and I don't shift and I'm not still mm-hmm. figuring mine out. I, I think one thing I've learned about business that I used to be hard on myself about is you're yeah. constantly kind of pivoting, you know, you're constantly kind of pivoting. And I used to think there's something wrong with me because I haven't got this figured out and like going no. like a factory, you know, and it's like, well, Lindsay, you don't want to work in a factory. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's all part of the process, right? So Learn oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then grow. Yep. So based on where you are today, if you were to double or triple your revenue and profit in one year, what would some new challenges? Do, can you think of any new challenges that might come up or any changes you might need to make in order for that to happen? Oh yeah, a lot. Um yeah, you know, I hmm, such a good question. Um I think that I'm really bad at administration. (laughs) Me too, too, girl. Me too. (laughs) Well, help me. Um, Yeah. And also administration, um, you know, getting the technology, again, getting some kind of technology that could kind of, and I had one, but like, 
making it work really well. I think it would need right. more attention. But you know, where like you can literally get the information from your listeners. Like, who are they? Right. Who's listening? What are they like? I think that would be incredible, right? Then you know who you're talking to exactly, right? Yeah. And then I think you could target more of your courses, more of your offerings to those people. Like you could really build a relationship truly. Right. I, I was in sales for a long time. So I understand the art of like relationship building. I love it actually. It's like one of my favorite things. So, you know, yeah. but learn about how do we, how do we like build a relationship with our uh, listeners and how do we really deliver them what they really want and need and then how, you know, and then kind of, again, pivoting and reconnecting the dots on like, um, what do they need and what do I offer? And is this my right audience, you know, and, and like, um, serving the people well, they always say, you know, like sales is service. So really serving your audience well, getting them what they need and, and we're reorienting. Okay. The people that are listening, aren't really the people that, you know, I'm like desiring to help. So maybe I need to shift my content a little bit. So I think that kind of stuff, you know, when it comes to like some, some really good technology that can just pump this kind of stuff out, some administrative help, that's the stuff I'm bad at. Uh, I totally can understand you there. And you're not alone. You are not alone. You, you have so much on your plate as it is. So it's like to take on all that as well. It's like mind-boggling <laughs> like um, I'm not good at it you know there are people that that is their they are so gifted at that that is just they right. are my sister she is a genius at administration she loves it it makes her happy you know I need to find those people <laughs> yeah someday <laughs> um, it's, it's tough and you're like like you said there's people who have a gift for it and like Unfortunately, I didn't get that gift either. So I totally can, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> Painful. Yeah. Well, amazing. Thank you so much again, Lindsay, for jumping on today. I appreciate you sharing your valuable insight. I know the listeners uh, would be able to relate to this a lot. So this is, this has all been fantastic. And if there's any, any people looking to connect with you, what would be the best way about going to connect? Yeah. I'm like old school. I have a website. <laughs> I'm like, love it. <laughs> no, I'm on all social medias, but lindsaymorgan.co is my website. And that's where the most updated information is, you know, and that's kind of where my, my little home on the web. So that's where everything is, but right. I'm on social media and all of that good stuff as well. Just my name, Lindsay Morgan Snyder. So, um, but I would say my website's kind of like the, the go-to. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again, Lindsay, for jumping on today. Appreciate it. And uh, I hope I hope to get you back on sometime soon. Listeners, if you enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to be on the next episode or on for an interview, please go to podcastrebels.com. We'd love to have you on here as well. Thanks again and catch you on the next episode, everybody. Thanks, Lindsay. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. 
Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.